welcome to Revealed in Ephesians, week three, day one. My name is Brianna, and I am your host today. I'm so happy that you have decided to join us today. Today, we are talking about choosing to walk in victory because Jesus Christ, for the believer in Jesus, Jesus has already won the victory. He's already won the victory over our sin. He's already won the victory over our death. He's already sealed us with the Holy Spirit. Our Father in heaven has sealed us with His Holy Spirit, and He has um, promised us a place in heaven. Our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So if this is the situation, if you are free from sin, if you have been raised up with Christ and His resurrection power, why are we not seeing more victory in our lives? Why are you struggling with issues that you just can't seem to get um, a hold on? Why do we see Christians walking around and you really can't tell that this person has been victoriously redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? Um, Why does it look like so many people are in despair and depression and anxiety? Where is the reality of our walk with Christ? That is the great question that we have today. Where is that reality that we have in Jesus? So let's start. This is These are big questions. I think these are questions that are on everybody's minds, and I definitely know there is an answer. And it's, it's not just a pat answer, um, but it's a deep answer, and it, it's something we need to really flesh out over week three here. In our study of Revealed in Ephesians, so do not miss a day of study because God wants to reveal to you many things. And for you personally, He wants to reveal how to overcome your own personal issues because our God is a personal God. Not only is He high and lifted up and exalted the creator of the universe, He knows every star and He's called it by name and He knows in the same way every cell in your body and every atom and every cell, He also knows you and you are important to Him and He is a person. He created people And he breathed into us the breath of life. When he breathed that into Adam, the pneuma of God, that life of God, he did not breathe that into animals. He breathed it into Adam, and that's in you. And God knows you, and he knows your situation that you're in, and he knows why you're struggling, exactly why you're struggling. He is a specialist on your life. That is encouraging, and he also wants to reveal his truth to you. He wants to reveal it in a practical way that will transform you because Jesus Christ came not just to start a religion. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is. He is. <laughs> He's the great I am. He didn't have to come start anything. He already he he is the beginning. He came to transform, to set people free, to redeem for his father, sons and daughters um, with his own blood. And that redemption is not just like, well, hope I get to heaven someday. That redemption is complete. And we're going to learn about walking in it. So let's go before our father in heaven because he's good and he loves us. And we're going to pray our prayer from the Ephesians and ask him to open these things up to us in the name of Jesus. Oh, and 
Side note, we always pray in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is our power. The name of Jesus is greater and higher than every other name. So here we go. Glorious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we come before you. Lord, I ask for anyone listening to me, Lord, right now on this podcast, Lord, I ask for you to give them your spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord God, that they will know you better and they will know your hope for their lives. Um, Lord, they need their eyes opened. The Holy Spirit of the living God opens eyes of hearts. Lord, our hearts have been hardened by sin. Our hearts have been hardened by anxiety and disappointment and trauma and day in and day out, Lord, just the nitty gritty. So we need hope and we need revelation and we need quietness. So right now, I pray that you will speak to us in the quiet, in the still place, deep in our hearts and reveal to us everything we need to know, Lord God, about our inheritance and the saints and the holy people of God. Lord God, and that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. Lord, and that same Jesus was raised to life, but he is now seated with the Father in the heavenly realms above all rule and dominion, power and authority, and we are seated there with him in Christ. We are so thankful, God, because we are so undeserving, but you love us even in the middle of our sin. You have loved us and redeemed us and raised us up. So today, I pray you raise anyone up to life in places where they feel absolutely dead. Lord, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we are starting in Ephesians, and our memory verse for today is Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. So here is the glorious, glorious, one of the most famous, most popular passages in the entire New Testament and also greatly misunderstood passages. Um, Let's just talk about this. It says, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. A lot of people agree with this truth that we're not able to save ourselves. I think pretty much everybody says, you know, even a skeptic would say, you know, I've I try pretty hard, but I just seem to miss the mark. I just seem, there's always something out of my grasp. Even if we're not looking at it religiously, we all are very aware of our own weaknesses and failings. And none of us, Lord, none of us are, are, are believing that we are, you know, strong and powerful. And even if you believe in something that's very new age, that's like, I'm a God, um, God I, I am God, you know, incarnate in my body. I'm going to call God up to life. You know, there's all this in the new age. Um, anybody that lives like that also, live, they live in a dual reality of the fact that they have to get up every morning and go to the bathroom and they have to clean their house and they can't keep it clean and they've got to pay the bills and they can't keep all the relationships straight. But we have a greater God, greater than us, who is omnipotent, all-powerful, all the power of the universe, he it, He called it into being. So um, anything you can imagine that is powerful, it came. That power, he is the ultimate source of that power. And so we need that. So it is his grace. We need his grace 
through his son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our wretchedness. And I think any Christian would agree and say, amen, Brianna, that's a good preaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm fallen. I need Jesus. I can't be perfect. Thank you, Jesus, for being perfect for me. Amen. But here is the great news. It doesn't stop there. Yes, we need to admit that we are sinners and we are in need of a Savior. But most people stop. That's kind of like coming home if you've got a college student that comes home and drops all their stuff in the front door and they never go any further into the house. They just stay at the front door and live out of their suitcase. That's kind of ridiculous. Um, But You know, that college student, I remember coming home and my mom would have the house so nicely clean and she'd have candles lit and music playing and food ready because she knew I was coming and she had it prepared for me. And there was a great experience on the other side of that door. I wasn't camping out at home. I had a bedroom. I had family members. I had relationships. And God has more for you than going in and just saying a sinner's prayer at church and then just kind of grin and bear it and get through life on your own. No, that grace is your salvation. Your faith in Christ is your hope that Jesus saved you from hell. He cleansed you, but there is a greater life. There's go into the house, go in, walk in, make yourself at home because God has more for you. It says, not by works so no one can boast. We can't boast that we saved ourselves. We can't say, look at all the good things that I've done. Look at everything that I've done. I'm such a great person. We can't do that. But we can boast in Christ. We can boast in Christ. And then we can know something even better. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We were created in Christ. Do you know it says in in Colossians, it says that all things were created by Jesus, for Jesus, through Jesus. It says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, this is incredible. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So he made peace for us by shedding his blood for us. And this is the this is the Son of God that it says all things were created in him. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. All things have been created through him and for him. All authority is his. All authority on earth is the Lord's. And he has divvied it up and he's given it out and he's assigned it to people, um, different types of authority. But Jesus, he he was involved in your creation. He knew you before you were born. And in Christ, you were not just created to be an autonomous individual. You were created to bring God glory, 
You were created to do good works, and God had prepared these works in advance for you. He's excited. God knew when He made you what your life was going to be like in Christ when you live in Christ to the fullest potential through the power of the Holy Spirit. He knows what God has for you. He knows what He has for you. And that having that God wants you to obtain is not to drop your luggage at the front door. He wants you to come in to the home. He wants to give you victory. And sister, I'm telling you, that victory includes over anxiety. There is hope And we're going to unpack that and talk about it. I know that some people might have struggled with your anxiety for so long and you have ways to manage it, but you do not know the power of God to set you free, not just to remove the anxiety, but to replace that area in your life where anxiety had dominion or has dominion currently, but he wants to replace that with love and security, and and that confidence, and, and settled peace that comes from God himself. And Jesus paid for this. He bought this with his own blood for you. And it's kind of like the bill has been paid, you know, one of these like exclusive, all-inclusive vacations. Everything's paid for. All the food is paid for. But if you go there and you act like, if you go on one of the all these all-inclusive vacations as if you're on a budget, you are not going to enjoy that vacation to its fullest. And you are not going to enjoy everything Jesus has for you to its fullest if you are not digging deeper and learning from the Lord and letting His Spirit teach you and speak to you and learning from His Word. He has so much for you, and we're going to unpack that this week. So as you look at week three, day one, enjoy learning about what the Lord has for you. That's all for today, and we'll see you tomorrow on week three, day two.